Hello and a big welcome to LEAF's latest podcast all about managing tree health on farm and the Knowledge to Action project which we are involved with. I'm Lucy Hando, Marketing Communications Officer at LEAF and I'm delighted to be joined today by farm manager Andrew Wright from Ragley Hall Farms, one of our LEAF demonstration farms in Warwickshire, Dr Jake Morris from DEFRA working on tree health policy and Eleanor Marks, Technical Officer at LEAF. A big hello to you all and thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. Eleanor, to kick off the podcast, could you tell us a little bit more about your involvement with the Knowledge to Action project, please, and what it is all about? Thanks, Lucy. Um, Yes, so for the last year and a half, I've been leading up LEAF's contribution to the Knowledge to Action project, um, which is in partnership with... Forest Research, the University of Exeter and Ferrer. And it's all been about engaging farmers in the topic of tree health, which is really important to, to LEAF and, and everybody involved as so many individual trees and woodlands exist across our, across our farmscapes. And having farmers equipped with the right approach to managing tree health and understanding how we can better engage farmers in this topic will really do wonders for the existing and future tree populations um, that that we need and essentially part of that ash dieback was chosen as a focus topic a recognizable tree health issue that we could really start this conversation with um, and from there it evolved um, into this project where we identified that to engage farmers in tree health action and awareness we needed to create a really farmer focused digestible but also technically sound resource and win that a varied form of information so so videos as well were added um and so that's what we've been we've been doing um as part of this part of this project thank you eleanor and yeah the farmer's guide to ash dieback is a fantastic practical resource for farmers landowners and it offers plenty of information around how to assess and manage ash dieback on farm from risk assessments to health and safety Eleanor, I don't suppose you could share some insight into the content of the guide and the brilliant suite of videos that were produced. Yep, so um, general content is in six simple steps, which covers elements of responding to ash dieback. So including ways of assessing the severity of the tree's health and key indicators with lots of pictures and examples, also identifying risk zones and where you might need to prioritise certain actions. It then goes into protection measures, um, so health and safety for yourself um, and people working on trees, but also things like legal obligation. And then also a summary of actions that, that you can take. And then it goes into recovering from ash dieback, so protecting existing trees and then also options for replanting. And then the videos integrated include um, two brilliant case studies, one of which was on a farm in Cambridge and the other one which was on Andrew's farm, actually, in, in Warwickshire, um, which were also supported by some great experts in, in the field. And they, yeah, are just sort of practical examples of a proactive approach to ash dieback um, in action, really. Brilliant. Thank you, Eleanor. It's um, really great to hear more about the guide and what we have to offer. And Andrew, let's get to the root. Would you mind telling us a bit about your background and then your experiences of ash dieback or other tree-related diseases on farm? Hi, yeah. Um, I suppose my um, my background um, 
farming in various parts of the country over the last 20 odd years. Came to Ragley in 2019, took over managing in 2022. And I guess the Ash back having worked in um, parts of Sussex and Hampshire a few years ago, it was sort of very prevalent down there. And then moving up here wasn't quite so obvious, but I think since doing the... Um, since doing the filming and the project with Eleanor, it's kind of highlighted. Actually, there's a bit more die back in the ash trees on the estate than what perhaps we thought there was. So I know Eleanor um, touched on how she sort of worked with you on the project, but could you explain a little more to our listeners your involvement and how the guide supported you with your management approaches? Yeah, so um, Eleanor approached myself about... Um, perhaps doing some filming on the estate, which then ended up with myself and Mike Box, who was our forestry sort of manager, spending the day filming at various parts of the estate, talking, uh, looking at different trees and our sort of approach to how we manage those trees going forward, especially with safety involved because the number of visitors we have on the estate and to the events taking place and how we look at scoring those trees and um, dealing with any issues. Yes, I know, um, Eleanor, you have an upcoming workshop at Agroforestry Show, and you're going to be looking a little bit more about scoring trees, um, but we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Finally, Andrew, have you embraced any changes on the farm since being involved with the project? Uh, I think uh, maybe not necessary changes, but I think it it's just made me more of aware of looking at the trees. I think from a farmer's point of view, trees are there, but you might not necessarily take that much notice of them a lot of the time. So I think it's just made me more aware of actually looking at trees while driving around and spotting issues, not just with ash trees, but with um, all the other trees on the estate, really. And have you thought of any uh, neighbouring farmers or farmers that you're in contact with that are finding in a similar position to you and are looking at ways to tackle the disease? There's been a few people made comments on um, on it, having we telling us telling them that that's what we've been up to, um, and sort of, and then um, spoken to them about it. But mainly, it's just been with what we're actually doing here at Ragley that I've sort of take a more notice of. Yeah, many thanks for that, Andrew. And drilling down to the detail then, we'll hand over to Jake from DEFRA. Jake, why is it important that we continue to raise awareness of ash dieback and general tree health on farm? In the UK, um, the value that our plants and trees provide to society each year is estimated at about well, just under £16 billion. Um, and our treescape alone is an estimated asset value of about £350 billion. Um, trees deliver enormous value to society. So they help improve our health and well-being. They lock up carbon. They provide cooling, flood alleviation. They reduce air and noise pollution and provide habitat for biodiversity. Uh, all of these values that I've just been talking about are under increasing threat from pests and diseases and from environmental change. Ash dieback, for example, is predicted to kill over 100 million trees in the UK 
and cost our economy £15 billion in clean-up costs and lost ecosystem services. So farmers have a vital role to play in responding to tree health issues and in our attempt, our sort of collective endeavour to, to stop that value loss and also in taking action to build the resilience of our trees, woods and forests. Farmers and all landowners are encouraged to take a proactive approach to tree health, meaning they should regularly monitor their trees and assess their health, report tree health issues when they spot them and take timely action to minimise the negative impacts of pests and diseases. And that was what Andrew was just talking about in terms of keeping an eye on his trees, not just the ash trees, but all the other trees on farm as he's, he's going around um, working on the farm and trying to spot things so that, so that action can be taken in a timely fashion. Now with ash dieback, we're committed to maintaining ash in the landscape whilst carefully managing the health and safety risks by removing dead and dying ash trees where they pose a risk. Now, by taking a proactive approach, farmers can identify and remove dangerous trees, but keep their healthy ash trees in place. And these, these um, healthy ash trees are vital because they might provide a source of future resistance to the disease in the future. Thank you very much for that, Jake. And it would be great to hear a little more about the current support available for farmers who are trying to manage tree health on farm and where can they find this information? So there's um, a lot of detailed advice that's given to landowners and managers um, by the Forestry Commission and landowners are encouraged to get in touch with their local woodland officer teams um, and they can, they'll, they'll find contacts there and they can provide all sorts of useful guidance and advice. Um, in terms of financial support, the Countryside Stewardship Scheme provides um, funds for those affected by certain tree diseases. So this includes support for the removal of trees infected by Phytophthora remorum and grants for restocking after tree removal and felling. And in 2021, DEFRA and the Forestry Commission launched a new tree health pilot grant scheme for land managers. And this pilot is testing and refining different ways to slow the spread of tree pests and diseases. And it expands on the existing Countryside Stewardship Woodland Tree Health Grant by providing support for a greater range of diseases and affected trees, including trees outside woodland. So pilots are running in the northwest and west Midlands at the moment and in the southeast and London. And land managers are eligible if they have ash with ash dieback, larch with Phytophthora remorum, Spruce, which is growing in the high-risk spruce bark beetle area in the southeast of the country, um, and sweet chestnut with either sweet chestnut blight or Phytophthora remorum, and for oak infested with oak processionary moth. And information uh, about the Countryside Stewardship Tree Health Grants and the Tree Health Pilot is available on the .gov.uk website. And how do you think uh, industry can work together to overcome the challenges that come with managing trees, Jake? So in DEFRA we work collaboratively with uh, a number of key stakeholders, um, primarily through uh, regular meetings of the UK Plant Health Advisory Forum and the Tree Health Policy Group. These groups provide critical knowledge exchange mechanism for us in the sort of policy design uh, domain. They provide a platform for collaboration and help us raise awareness with key audiences. And where necessary, they also help us design uh, new policies and management approaches for pests and diseases. 
So in that sense, plant health and tree health is very much a, a partnership-based uh, sort of policy domain. And we're keen to work with lots of, of key stakeholders and groups in the design and implementation of policy. Members of these groups include um, the NFU, um, Horticultural Trades Association, RHS, so the Royal Horticultural Society, CONFOR, Woodland Trust, Royal Forestry Society and the CLA. And another example, I, I guess, of, of really good um, collaboration and, and industry working together is indeed the Ash Dieback Guide itself, which, as Eleanor was talking about, is a real collaboration between partners and indeed a collaboration b- between some of the organisations and farmers themselves who informed the content design of the guide and the accompanying videos. Thank you very much. And just a final question for you here. What are DEFRA's long-term plans for tree health and supporting tree planting on farm, looking towards a more sustainable future? So in terms of tree health, and this is subject to ministerial approval, but the current plan is to extend the support provided to landowners to manage tree health issues that's being tested through that tree health pilot that I mentioned earlier. And this would mean a national rollout of support for things like felling and treatment of diseased trees and payments for infrastructure to improve access to carry out felling and treatment. And then also for restocking where trees have been removed due to tree pests and diseases and payments for maintenance and capital items to aid establishment of, of, of newly planted trees and woodlands. And there are also payments available to facilitate group applications and collaboration at a local level that particularly is relevant for ash dieback, where we're encouraging landowners to come together and deal with some of the costs of access around things like road, roadside ash through those group schemes and, and support given to groups. In terms of tree planting, through the England Trees Action Plan, DEFRA is committed to treble tree planting rates in England and across the UK to planting 30,000 hectares per year by the end of this parliament. Uh, We're boosting our existing £640 million Nature for Climate Fund with a further £124 million of new money for peat restoration, but also for uh, woodland creation and management. And we're supporting landowners and farmers to increase tree cover through the England Woodland Creation Grant Scheme, which encourages the creation of diverse woodlands with lots of different tree species. Now, from 2025, the England Woodland Creation Offer will will become part of Local Nature Recovery, which is one of our new environmental land management schemes. The tree planting offer within Local Nature Recovery and the approach to payment rates will largely mirror those of the England Woodland Creation Offer. So you get a one-off payment of about £8,500 per hectare for planting, followed by annual maintenance payments of about £300 per hectare for 10 years. And I know, as I mentioned earlier, we're super excited for the Agroforestry Show coming up this year, which is taking place on the 6th to 7th of September at Eastbrook Farm in Wiltshire. Eleanor, I know you have been super busy planning a tree health tactics workshop at the show on the 7th. Is there any chance you could share with our listeners a sneak preview into what the workshop will cover? Yeah, sure. So essentially the workshop is 
is based on some of the key activities that are explained in the guide. So starting off with the aim of the workshop being to improve people's confidence with managing tree health issues and enabling them to take a proactive and proportionate management approach. We'll be doing an activity on assessing tree health and then a mapping activity, so mapping those risk zones um, using one of our case studies and then yep, going through different responses to tree health and ways of monitoring it. So it's really just yeah easy tactics that people can, can go back on farm with and and put into place um, straight away. So it's relatively simple, but it's um, yeah a great opportunity to learn a bit a bit more about what you can what you can do and what opportunities are are out there as well for yeah for managing tree health on farm really. So not just ash dieback. It's um, very much relevant to to a range of issues that people might come across. I'd happily encourage anybody who's at the agroforestry show to to join us. It's um, on the. 7th of September, so day two at one o'clock in the Forestry Commission um, tent. So yeah, looking forward to seeing anybody who who comes along to that. Sounds absolutely terrific. And I know that both you and our partners have put a lot of hard work into it and it promises to be a fantastic event. So yes, we very much look forward to seeing you all there. And finally, as we draw the conversation to a close, here's a question for all three of you to answer. So what positive advice would you give to our fellow farmers who are experiencing ash dieback on farm? Jake, if I hand over to you first. I think for me, it's um, it's that proactive approach that, that I was talking a little bit about earlier. And it sounds like the approach that Andrew's taking on his farm in order to respond effectively to tree health issues, then the, the sooner you take action, the better. And the more evidence-based your, your actions are, the better. So continually looking at your trees, continually monitoring their health status, being alert to sort of changes in their appearance and their, and their health is a, is a really good sort of basic tactic that I think all, all farmers and all landowners should be adopting and will enable them to respond quickly and will probably also save them um, save them sort of time and money in the long run. So yeah, that pro- proactive approach, which is enshrined actually in those in the sort of stepwise format of the of the guide, that's absolutely essential and something that we I think we'd all endorse and recommend to to, to farmers and, and all landowners. Thank you, Jake. Yes, completely agree with you there. And um, Andrew? I'm probably just going to echo what um, Jake just said, really. I think it's about being proactive. You can manage the problem when it suits you rather than having to go out and do emergency tree work, whether it be a tree across a road and things like that. It allows you just to plan any works that are needed. I think here at Ragley, because of the number of events, it kind of focuses a little bit because of the amount of people that can be on the estate at any time. But it's also now spreading away from those areas and we're taking more notice of other trees and yeah so I think really it's just about being proactive which just makes managing the whole thing a lot um, a lot simpler Um, and it also means that you don't necessarily have to take action on all trees you can sort of um, score them and, and manage them accordingly. Thank you very much Andrew and Eleanor. Yeah, so I suppose echoing 
what Jake and Andrew were saying. I think one thing to add is to um, just encourage the fact that if, if anybody's unsure on what to prioritise or what decisions to make, then, then to reach out, really, and, and find an expert in your local area who can help you make those managerial decisions. There's lots of people in this space and lots of people who, as Jake mentioned earlier, have helped inform this, this guide. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really important and um, the fact that there are a lot of people out there doing lots of research and, and work in this already and lots of farmers who are already being very proactive is, is really promising. Well, thank you so much, Eleanor, Andrew and Jake, for your time and all of your contributions this afternoon. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you and hearing more about how connecting and collaborating can shape the future of tree health for the greater good. Thank you also to all of our listeners for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you all at our Tree Health Tactics workshop on the 7th of September. Don't forget, you can download our Farmer's Guide to Ash Dieback for free by heading over to our website at www.leaf.eco or in the description below. Thank you, until next time.